If you allow someone to be who they are and they allow you to be who you are, then that is love. Everything else is torture. Hello and welcome to Mindfully Thrive with me, your host, Ella Humphreys. This is the podcast that celebrates the present, the joys where we are, the journey it's taken to get here and the ability to see our greatness for the future. We celebrate female founders, adventure seekers and creative entrepreneurs who are building their dreams alongside raising babies and any other life commitments that can so easily distract us from the path we truly desire. This is the podcast about coming back to who we are in this life and that our dreams, goals and ambitions are valid and possible while also being a loving and present parent. Hi there beautiful souls, today I bring you a solo episode to share some new learnings and insights I've had over the last few months. I can feel myself lit up and ready to connect and chat with you today. I also take this opportunity to share my gratitude to you, the listeners. Thank you for making this journey such a pleasure and a very rewarding experience. So can you imagine having your specific user manual for how to operate in this world based on your energetic design? This manual allows you to operate in the most optimal and authentic way for you. Living in this way is what thrive means to me. That is to live in alignment with my worth and values, to believe in myself enough to trust the process and to let go of my fixed opinions and ideas and allow the driving force of my life to be about having fun and enjoying what I'm doing as much and as often as possible. In recent weeks, I've learned that I can thrive if I live by my strategy and trust my inner authority. Hold on, hold on, don't switch me off yet. All of this terminology will become clearer to you and make all the sense in the world as you stick with me throughout this episode. Well, as much as I've been studying spirituality for years and years, I've only just begun to open up to a whole new understanding, a system called human design. I'm not going to go into my life's journey to this point, but what I will tell you, it's certainly been experimental and founded on trial and sometimes errors, mistakes and what others might deem as failures. But I now realise it's all part of my perfect design. Did you know that your soul made a contract prior to your arrival into this beautiful world? Your soul's contract is interwoven into your uniquely personal design. It's said that 88 days prior to your physical body entering this earth, your soul is birthed into you as a fetus. This contract from your soul specifically lays out the pathways for your work, your lessons, your essence and your fulfilment of life. Your life is uniquely yours and it was designed with full intention by your soul. So firstly, what is this human design system? Human design is a relatively new system of self-knowledge that differs fundamentally from anything else that exists in the world today. It's not built on belief or faith, but is a logical, empirical system that offers you the opportunity to experiment with its mechanics and find out for yourself if it works for you. Human design shows you a concrete map of your own nature and provides you with simple tools for making correct decisions, being yourself and eliminating resistance in your life. Human design offers you the opportunity to discover yourself and begin to understand and accept your very nature. 
This system is a synthesis of two streams of science, traditional and modern. The traditional sciences, astrology, both Eastern and Western, the chakra systems, the Kabbalah, and most importantly of all, the I Ching, the ancient Chinese book of changes. These are all the traditional elements in the synthesis that is human design and combines with it the modern science of reading the genetic code, also known as the gene keys. This offers you profound insight into how you are designed to navigate the material world. So the human design system itself is relatively young as it was released into the world in 1987. It came about as a result of one man, Ra Uruhu. Ra was born Alan Robert Krakauer in Montreal, Canada in 1948. He worked in the business world as an advertising executive, magazine publisher and a media producer. The arts were important to Ra and he also expressed himself as a composer and a performer during his lifetime. But in 1983, he left Canada to travel and eventually finding his way to the island of Ibiza, where he spent years working as a school teacher. And in January in 1987, he had a sudden and unexpected mystical experience followed by the encounter with a voice, an intelligence far superior to anything he had ever experienced. This channeling process lasted for eight days and nights, during which he was given the information for what is known today as the human design system. Ra considered himself the messenger of the human design system and dedicated the next 25 years of his life to teaching the system around the world, teaching people how to live a healthy life, how to make the right decisions and live with awareness. Ra died in 2011. Let me just be clear, I'm only a couple of weeks into this research, I'm not an expert. I'm bringing you a summary of my hours of research and investigating this fascinating subject. The internet is full of human design readers who will give you a detailed reading of all the different aspects of your chart if you choose to invest. I have found masses of information and enjoyed reading and mapping the discoveries out for myself for now. You soon start learning pretty quickly, especially when it's something that can enhance your life in the most profound ways. So before going further, I just want to mention two websites that I've taken a lot of my uh, research from the jovianarchive.com and the alignedlife.co has beautiful examples of the different types and she also does lots of readings and I cannot suggest enough that you go and check her out. So those are the ones that I've mostly used. I've also looked at Wikipedia and a website called Understanding Human Design and I'm going to link all of these in the show notes. But the Aligned Life has been a lot of the contribution to this episode. I just wanted to reference her here. So let's break it down. Where to begin? I headed over to mybodygraph.com and I also recommend you check out Jenna Zoe's website called my.humandesign and fill out your birth date and time and location and the software on the website will calculate your chart. So once you get your chart, you'll see that it looks like a map drawn within the outline of a torso and a head of a body. Within that space, there are nine shapes. These represent your nine chakras. In human design terms, they are called your centers. Four of these centers are called motors. They are the heart, solar plexus, sacral and root. If you can imagine, these centers have many entry and exit points in them. These points are referred to as gates which potentially can connect to each other as channels. When two centres are connected by adjoining gates, they create a channel and they light up and become defined centres. Defined centres appear in a colour on your chart. 
When a centre is not connected to any other centre, it may be an undefined centre or an open centre, as it will appear white. All of these centres, motors, gates and channels define your design. Your design is made up of many different aspects, but to begin the focus for your understanding, it's best to start with your aura type. This will give you your strategy for life. You will also have a theme which represents the sensation or emotion when you are living out of alignment. This is called the not-self in human design, the telltale sign that you are not living by your design, whether that be anger, frustration or bitterness, for example. Let's just be clear that every personality type is important. We can't all be good at the same things in life. We all need others around us who can do the things that we're not good at. So don't think any one type is better than the rest. So when you get your chart, you'll see the aura types. Step one is knowing your aura. There are five types. Manifester, known as the self-starter or the freedom lovers. They are a minority. About 8% of the population are manifestors. They will have an open sacral and their throat centre is connected to a motor. The theme is anger and their strategy is to inform before acting. Manifestors are the initiators, those indispensable types that can make things happen. Society actually depends on them to get the ball rolling. They naturally have a large influence on the world, even when they're not aware of it. This is the type that always gets things done. On the flip side of that, they do not want to be told what to do. This type marches to its own drum and therefore are the most likely to become thought leaders or visionaries if they can manage to hold on to their inner essence. Ironically, this type has long been trained to fit into society and therefore to have lost touch with their own natural abilities. So you may have to do some work to uncover your natural tendencies if this is your type. They do not feel the need to ask for permission. They're naturally wired to act alone, but that can leave others around them feeling disregarded. This type tends to take action fast, but that can mean that the people around them feel that they're not being taken into consideration. You'll make things much easier on yourself if you explain as you go. They're naturally creative types and they must always be able to express themselves. However, they might need to rely on others to help finish their projects. Next up is the generator. They're known as the life force or the Buddha. They don't have a motor connected to the throat. The sacral center is defined and we make up 35% of the population. A generator's chart is going to be different because a generator can have a defined throat center but it won't be connected to a motor. The other requirement that they have is that they will have a defined sacral. Generators carry their own life force energy with them. Their theme is frustration and their strategy in life is to wait to respond. Don't initiate. Generators, as you might have guessed, have a continual source of energy. The sacral chakra is the most powerful of all the chakras and is capable of running all day and into the night. This type is a natural energizer bunny. If this is you, don't be surprised if you don't feel the need to unwind as much as others around you do. They have so much energy, in fact, that they might find sleep difficult unless they've done some sort of physical work during the day. Authenticity is the true key for generators. They need to be absolutely satisfied by their work and respected for what they bring to every aspect of their lives. Generators are constantly getting pings and signs from the universe. Maybe you see something in a store window and the next day your friend offers you the exact same thing. 
It's simply up to you to notice the guidance and decide on whether you want to act on it or not. But don't try to get ahead of yourself. Ultimately, it's better for generators to put off action until they have absolute confidence in their decisions, resisting the urge to follow every lead or to push things before they're ready for them to happen. Society has conditioned us to just do it, but it's crucial for generators to sit back and listen to their gut before taking action. If this is you, get into the habit of asking yourself before you make a decision. Then we have the manifesting generators, known as the multi-passionate or the Buddha warrior. They have a motor to the throat with a defined sacral. 35% of the population are manifesting generators. Their theme is also frustration and their strategy is like the generator to wait and respond and double check your response. The manifesting generator balances the power of the manifester and the surrender of a generator. One part of you wants to leap into action while the other one wants to wait. It can be difficult to resist the initial impulse, but the more you can train yourself to wait, the better your results will be. They are the Buddha warriors of the world. There's no other energy like them. However, they must work hard to balance that masculine and feminine energy. The warrior tends to come to the surface most often. And it's up to you to leave time to be quiet and to listen to that more quiet feminine energy. The more you can lead with your Buddha side instead of the warrior, the better your results will be. Manifesting generators move quickly, but sometimes that involves making mistakes along the way. They're also prone to starting a new project only to abandon it later. Don't feel bad about these natural tendencies. Your quick temperament means sometimes this is just what's going to happen, so allow it knowing it's just part of your nature. Sleep is especially important for manifesting generators and they will find a lot of wisdom in this state. During these waking hours, they have the same energy as generators. Projector, the guide or the visionary. They have no motor to the throat and they have an open sacral. They make up about 22% of the population. The projectors are there to guide the collective, but have to wait for people to ask them in order for them to share their insights. Their theme is bitterness, and their strategy is to wait for the right invitation. Projectors have the natural ability to amplify an idea or a movement. They don't typically generate new ideas, but they're capable of literally projecting their ideas out into the world. They're the light that leads the way for the rest of us. They're definitely not the workhorses of the world. Their skills are best for work that involves supervising or harnessing the energies of others. They're wonderful managers, leaders or organisers. The people who surround the projector are very important as they can help to orchestrate and evaluate the invitations the projectors receive. Projectors should go to bed a little earlier than they actually need to sleep in order to compensate for some of the energy they've picked up over the day. They do not have a sacral motor, so they cannot sustain work for long periods of time. They must regularly rest and take breaks. The most important skill for a projector is to learn how to trust the process. It's not up to them to initiate things. They need to be seen for who they really are, and they must always feel their presence is invited, whether that's formal, informal, or it's implied. And the fifth and final type is the reflector, also known as the mirror A reflector has all their centres open. They are only 1% of the population. They're going to have every single centre open and they're going to have gates, but they won't have any channels. 
Their theme is disappointment and their strategy is to wait 28 days. Reflectors both reflect and retain the energy of the world around them. This type is highly sensitive to their environment, so it's important that they're comfortable and surrounded by the kinds of people who can energise them instead of depleting them. If this is you, be sure to take the time to create a beautiful home and supportive friendships. Reflectors have the ability to take everything in but let nothing stick. However, the tendency can mean that you often feel very alone and disconnected, especially through childhood. Unless a parent is reflecting positivity and stability back to you, you can feel very untethered in the world. While you have considerable gifts, it's common for you to feel like a misfit if you don't understand your own true nature. This type tends to find it difficult to make a decision quickly, so don't force it. Wait a full moon cycle to make an important decision. This will allow a reflector to gather information, listen to themselves and to the wisdom of those around them. This type is not capable of creating their own energy, so it's extremely important for them to rest and relax. If this is you, the better off you feel, the more positive energy you'll be able to reflect back into the world around you. So it's extra important for you to indulge in self-care. Once you know your type, your chart will also tell you your strategy for life. This is what you need to do to put yourself into alignment and make effective decisions. Your strategy is always based on your type. For example, all projectors need to wait for the invitation. So just to go back over each strategy for each type, a manifester, their strategy is to inform. They're here to blaze a trail. Manifestors need to be encouraged to talk about their intentions and what they want to do. That's how they'll get people who are 100% on board to help them. They don't have the energy themselves usually to carry a project all the way to the end. They need a support group of MGs and generators to do the work. Projectors to project manage and reflectors to tell everyone what they're doing. Manifesting generators and generators, their strategy is to respond. And this can be a little confusing because we need something in our outer reality to show up for us to respond to. Manifesting generators and generators wait to initiate. But an idea is not something that manifesting generators and generators respond to. They must respond to things outside of their body. Something they hear at a grocery store or what a person tells them. Generators and manifesting generators are the dominant type on the planet with nearly 70% of the population. They are the driving life force of the planet. Their strategy is to respond and through response to find satisfaction and avoid frustration. They have an open and enveloping aura and they need to learn about themselves. Projectors need to wait for the invitation. Someone needs to call you out for your advice. People can feel your aura and that you're willing to share. This can also be an energetic invitation. You don't need an explicit invitation to share your insights. And the reflectors need to wait a lunar cycle. Reflectors need to wait a whole 28 days to really feel through all of their body graph. They can't be rushed into a decision because the moon needs to hit on every single gate. They don't need to take advice from others. They need to listen to themselves. When you get your body graph, it gives you a lot more information than your type. It also gives you your profile and your incarnation cross that you have brought into this lifetime. So my full chart says I'm a 3-5 non-emotional generator with a right angle incarnation cross of service. 
I have researched a lot about my design and it's all very familiar and accurate to my past and my interests. All makes sense to me knowing that I'm a generator. I now realise my strategy to make things work or to force things has kind of backfired, resulting in things not working out or ending with a struggle. I realise also that this desire to feel good all of the time is actually my life force talking to me. I'm meant to be lit up. I'm meant to do what I love and this then generates the light for others. My inner authority as a generator is to listen to my gut. You have all probably heard of this, but I often skip the gut and go straight to the mental to try and problem solve my way through things with logic, which winds up leaving me in a tailspin. So we all have different authorities. There are two types of authority. The inner authority is the inner intelligence that enables us to know whether a decision is correct or not. It's as though each of our bodies possess an inner compass or a device that reveals whether something is healthy and fulfilling use of our energy or not. Our inner authority is a body-based knowing that precedes the cognition of the mind, and thus accessing it requires us to become more connected and to listen better to our bodies. And as we do so, we move into a state where we more often experience the signature that results from the correct use of our energy, be it satisfaction, success, peace or surprise. And what is called the outer authority in human design is the ability to provide your authentic perspective This perspective is derived from your particular design as an expression of your uniqueness. We as nine-centered human beings are designed to commune with others and share our unique perspectives about life, truth and everything in between. We, We can be of the highest possible service to others when we communicate our insights, ideas and opinions at the right moment. It may be in response or when we are invited to share. Using your mind in this way, it becomes a resource for others. As a mother and a wife, it's also been important for me to find out about the charts of my family members and my friends. And for my children, my hope is to guide and teach them about their own designs and how they best communicate and interact with the world and to teach them about their own superpowers before they become too conditioned and then as an adult have to do the hard work of unconditioning themselves. My two daughters are clearly very different, but now I also know that one is non-emotional projector 2-4 and the other one is an emotional manifesting generator of a 6-2 profile. And therefore I have more of a manual to help me guide them individually towards their own needs and desires. Understanding, knowledge and clarity is gold. Remember, another 3-5 generator wouldn't have the same chart as me. They would have a sacral center with no motor connected to the throat chakra, but they will have different centers defined or undefined and different gates hanging. We are all different and unique on the outside, on the inside too, so why are we expected to go through life in the same way? The human design system is a synthesis of ancient and modern sciences and has proven to be a valuable tool for human understanding. And what I have fallen in love with about human design is that you discover what makes you different from everyone else. It highlights your uniqueness. There is nothing missing from you. There is nothing better or worse. We are all as we are and we are all intentionally created to be this way. So love yourself, basically, in your entirety. For you are not broken. You do not need completing or fixing. 
Human design offers insights into your psychology along with strategies and techniques for making correct decisions and ultimately leading to a life of more ease and fulfillment. And who doesn't want that? I hope this has given you a taster for what human design is all about and I hope you join me next week for part two of this new human design series. All the links and resources I've used throughout this episode can be found in the show notes. I wish you a wonderful week ahead, discovering more and more about your unique and wonderful selves. And please remember to like, share and leave a review if you can. That would be beautiful. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next time.